Elizabeth Fretzel is the fourth child to Rosemary and Joseph Fretzel Jr. Everyone thought that their family was just an average family in Austria. Even her dad had a well-respected job in town. However, her dad was noted to be incredibly strict to his children. What they didn't know, though, is he wasn't just strict. He was building a prison in his basement where he'd keep his daughter, Elizabeth, all to himself, assaulting her and getting her pregnant seven times. Elizabeth was locked away for over 20 years to not see the outside world until she was 40. This episode discusses kidnapping, incest, and sexual abuse to a child. Welcome to Uneasy, a podcast hosted by Lexi and Cecilia. This podcast is a collection of research based on haunting and mysterious events that will leave you feeling genuinely uneasy. Discretion is advised. Joseph Fretzel Jr. was born to Joseph Fretzel Sr. and Maria Fretzel on April 9th, 1935. For most of his life, Joseph was raised by his mother. His father had deserted the family when Joseph was just four. His dad was known to cheat on his wife around town. So it is said that Maria asked him to leave when Joseph was four because she didn't want to stay in that marriage anymore. And Joseph Jr. originally stated that his relationship with his mother was really good. He said that she was the best woman in the world, but she was strict when she really needed to be. However, when his rape trial with his daughter started to progress, he changed his opinion on his mother, saying that she used to beat him up and hit him until he was lying in a pool of his own blood on the floor. He also claimed that she called him Satan, a criminal, a no good, and that he had a horrible fear of her. That's interesting how his opinion changed immediately when he is going through a trial of his mom. It's almost like he wanted them to feel sorry for for him. That is what some people speculate, but to play devil's advocate, he was meeting a lot of psychologists at this time to understand why he committed this heinous act. So that could have led him to have a revelation about the actual abuse that he did endure as a child. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely seems like it's probably for sympathy. It has been found that children do think that their mother is a safe person, even if their mom is abusing them. Okay. Just due to the bond they have shared. So Joseph Jr.'s life was pretty average at the time, even after his father had left the family. He was born right before World War II, so he does remember the German invasion mm-hmm. of Austria and the bombings from Russia into their country. He was young when this all took place, so he'd remember having to run to the bomb shelters Mm. and take cover. This kind of plays into his personality later on. He worked in the construction field and he went to training school for it, leading into his normal life. And he even got married to a woman named Rosemary. So all of these things were pretty normal, except around town, he was known whenever he would go to a bar that he was a peeping Tom and he was kind of like a creep. But nothing really happened until after he married this woman, Rosemary. In 1956 is when Joseph Jr. married his wife, Rosemary. She was 17 at the time. They got married, and Joseph Jr. was 21. However, in Austria, you have to be 19 to be considered an adult. Interesting. So how did they get around that? Do we know? I am unsure how her parents gave the permission for Joseph Jr. to marry them. However, they both come from a very strong Roman Catholic community. So... Possibly that contributed to it. And at the time, marrying at such a young age was also not really thought of any particular way. Shortly after him and Rosemary got married, 
he ended up purchasing his mother's home from her. And instead of just providing another place for his mother to live or letting her live in like one of the spare bedrooms of the house, he ended up locking her in the attic upstairs. (gasps) So whenever Joseph Jr. ended up locking his mom, in the attic, everyone just assumed that she had died because no one had seen her in so many years. And she was getting older at this point, so it's not like it is the most unreasonable explanation out there. But in reality, he ended up just breaking up all of the windows, so she was completely imprisoned in there. And he would go to keep her there for roughly 20 years. But the question to be asked is, how did his wife not know, not care, not do anything about the fact that her now mother-in-law was locked away in their family attic. Right. If you if there is a woman like basically imprisoned in your attic who is your husband's mother, any woman, but especially his mother, I'm sure she's not just like quietly sitting there and like accepting the fact that she's imprisoned in your attic. You have to know. Did they never have any like friends over who would hear her like I, I just feel like she would be like yelling for help or something that's literally over like 20 years. They definitely had children in this time frame and people do report of being over at their house. So I have no clue how she wasn't found or heard of. Maybe they were like, oh, it's the children. But also this house seems so soundproof. I don't know what Joseph Jr. was doing to make it this soundproof. But later in the story, you will definitely see what I'm talking about in this. So locking his mom up in the attic did not stop his deviant desires and aggression that he had. He was arrested in 1959 for exposing himself to another woman. This was just three years after he married Rosemary, and this is when his criminal actions really start to come into play. He was known around town, again, for being a peeping Tom. That had happened earlier in his life, but... This was clear evidence that he had some sexual deviant desires, but Mary did not leave him after this. The arrest in 1959 did not lead to criminal charges for Joseph Jr., but after that, he kind of stayed low for a little bit. Rosemary did have a couple kids with him, and on April 6, 1966, one of their children named Elizabeth was born. Elizabeth is the most prominent family member in the family due to the circumstances that she endured. So she is the fourth child of Joseph Jr. and Rosemary. And in total, they have two sons and five daughters. Wow, that's a that's more than just like a few kids. That's a lot of kids. They are a Roman Catholic family, so it, the numbers do make sense. <laughs> it does. So just one year after Elizabeth was born is when we really start to see Joseph Jr.'s violence towards women start to increase. 1967, Joseph Jr. broke into a woman's home. She was a 24-year-old nurse, and he had been stalking her for weeks, knowing that her husband was working the night shift, so he would not be threatened by another person. He did rape her while he was holding a knife to her throat and threatened to kill her if she screamed or told the police. He said he would even come back to kill her. Luckily, that did not stop her, and she was brave enough to come forward to law enforcement, and weeks later, he was arrested. So whenever he was arrested, they actually charged him with another assault. So that same year, he was a suspect in another case 
for an attempted rape of a 21-year-old woman. He was hiding in a bush and he tried to grab her as she was hiking along a trail. She was able to escape and whenever she went to the police, she just did not have enough evidence to bring him forward. But then after the rape of the nurse, they were able to charge him with that as well. Unfortunately, though, he was involved in another rape that year, similar to the woman that was grabbed on the hiking trail. But she was too scared to come forward for about 40 years and tell her side of the story. So he he's quite literally like a serial rapist at this point. He was sent to jail for 18 months for his crimes as a serial rapist. And he did lose his original job. But Rosemary stayed with him this whole time. So whenever he got out, he got a new job building concrete tunnels. And this is where he began to perfect his craft that he would use against his daughter just 11 years later. So a couple years and a couple promotions after he began his job building those tunnels, he got a new job, technical equipment salesman in 1971. And this is when he began traveling all throughout Austria. So he started dressing better and buying luxurious items. And everyone kind of thought that he had cleaned up his act and himself since his prison sentence. They thought that he had learned from his mistakes. However, this was not the case. He actually just became a lot better at hiding his true desires. But he was often found at brothels and he was known for having some very outlandish fantasies. The sex workers at these brothels actually found him to be too creepy and would like try to stay clear of him. And I, I just think that like speaks to how bad they probably were because god bless those women they probably seen it all um being in the trade of sex work you definitely see a lot people do ask you to play out some unusual requests desensitizing them to like normal things that would go on so for for these workers to be that creeped out from him definitely says a lot about his character and what he was asking mm -hmm. of them that you want to like completely steer clear after the brothel started to turn him away, he ended up actually raping his own daughter, Elizabeth. She was 11 at the time. Oh my gosh, 11 years old? And he said that she was the sweetest of his children. She was the prettiest child that he had. And he felt like she was his to control. So while the rape of his own daughter started to become more frequent, he allowed his wife, Rosemary, to control another property, like in a different town in Austria. It was like beachfront. So she would go there and live there for like a couple months and manage his property and rent it out. And that was kind of his way of getting rid of Rosemary. So whenever Rosemary would go, she would obviously take the children. It was a very like beautiful place to go and a perfect place for children. However, so unfortunate for Elizabeth, he would force Elizabeth to stay home with him, saying that he needed company. And again, this all started when she was 11. So he would have this 11-year-old Elizabeth all to himself to rape and torment in peace while Rosemary and the rest of his kids were out of town. Ew. Do we think that the wife knew about this? Like similar to, I feel like you would have to know just like the mom in the attic. Rosemary has never admitted to knowing anything that had Joseph Jr. had done to Elizabeth or even her own mother-in-law, but also I could never see her admitting to that. However, there have been many cases where the mother does not know about the sexual assault that's happening within their own house. So it's unsure if she didn't know or if she tried to see the best within her husband. I also think that she was a victim herself. I do think so too. So maybe she just 
couldn't let herself believe that this was actually going on. So his need for control did not stop with just raping Elizabeth. She was the only one out of her siblings that had such strict roles in place from her father. She was banned from wearing makeup to school, from staying out late, from talking to boys. And even family friends in interviews after justice was served, they stated that they noticed that Joseph Jr. would beat Elizabeth more than the other siblings, but but no one like took this to the police or even said anything to Joseph Jr. about it. They kind of just thought that it was a strict household. Just one year after Joseph Jr. started raping his daughter, Elizabeth, he applied for a building permit for an extension to their family basement. And he said in the explanation for needing this extension that he was building a bomb shelter, which was believed by both the government and his family because he was alive during Germany's invasion of Austria. So everyone just kind of thought he was paranoid and he was preparing for another world war. However, he was preparing to make a shelter to keep Elizabeth. So this is the first noted record of him truly preparing to build a shelter for Elizabeth and his just desire to fully control his own daughter. At this point, she is just 12. So while Joseph Jr. was building this shelter in the basement, he was still holding his mother captive up in the attic. However, her health was deteriorating. She did die just two years later. So that may explain the push to start building this basement. What is most surprising and I think does explain some of the way that he treated his family and kind of the dictatorship that he led within his own household is he had banned his whole family from going down to the basement ever. The extension that he created was a narrow hallway that connected the rooms to each other. There was plumbing and electricity that he rerouted to the rest of the house. So it was pulling in the water and the electricity from the upstairs. And there was a ventilation system that allowed fresh air in. And then he even added a wash basin, a toilet, a bed, a hot plate, and a refrigerator. And still through all of this, no one suspected that he was going to turn this bomb shelter into a prison. And he even got this bomb shelter approved by the government. So they went down into his basement and looked at what he had built. And they're like, yeah, it looks great to us. Like, your permit's approved. You're good to go. And he's really going all out. Like, in my experience of what I've seen of bomb shelters, there's not always necessarily a ventilation system, plumbing, and electricity. I don't think it comes as any surprise that they approved the bomb shelter. I mean, today, people that have never even been in a war often buy them, often build them. And for him, there was a very valid reason to why he could have been paranoid and felt the desire to build this. And I think the government saw that he was alive during World War II and he was having to run to bomb shelters when he was a child. So for him to want to build a bomb shelter is not an unreasonable thing. Three years into Joseph Jr.'s building of prison, Elizabeth had turned 15. And when you're 15 in Austria, you finish your primary school and you either go on to a vocational school or you go and just get a job. So this was in 1981. She wanted to go and become a cosmetologist. So she instead insisted that she go to hospitality school. This is another example of the manipulation that Joseph Jr. had on her and the plans that he had for her and her future. He didn't snatch her up on a whim. He had been planning this out for almost decades. Two years into Elizabeth's vocational training, she had become really close with another student at this school. So this is the only person that she had actually confided in about her dad raping her and abusing her, both emotionally and physically. And her friend had urged her to escape. So the night that she told her friend they had planned to just run away, Elizabeth went home, packed her bags, 
quietly and quickly and escape. You would hope that this is the end of the story and this is where the happiness really lies. She got away from her dad. Unfortunately, though, she was found by police just three weeks later and the very next day her dad picked her up from another town in Austria. This only made things worse for Elizabeth in her future this urged her dad to speed up production of his prison because she was turning 18 in a couple weeks and would be finishing her vocational school. And part of Joseph's Jr.'s plan to imprison his daughter that same year after brought back to her family, he added more space to the prison. He had dug out an older part of the property that only he knew about. It was not in the floor plan of the house. The speeding up of the prison and the expansion to it all within 1983 was primarily due to the fact that in 1984 Elizabeth was going to be turning 19 so she had full autonomy over herself and she would become an adult so in Joseph's further manipulation of Elizabeth he allowed her to have more hope for her future and to prevent her from completely leaving the house when she turned 19 because he wasn't completely done with the basement yet so after she returned, a couple months later, he started laying off, sexually assaulting her and abusing her, allowed her to go hang out with friends at night, and even start dating. However, this came all to a halt whenever Elizabeth started seriously dating another individual, and the individual had left flowers on her front porch and a note that said that he was so excited to eventually get married to Elizabeth and how much he loved her. So Elizabeth, unfortunately, never got these flowers or the note. Joseph intercepted them. One joy like romantically that she could have in her life because her father has ruined so many aspects of what a romantic relationship is for her. And yet again, he's able to just take it away from her. That makes me so sad. Disgusting. And it's so disgusting that a father has such desires for his own daughter and has such urges of captivity and assault. We see these desires intensify come August 28th, 1984, just months Prior to Elizabeth turning 19, Joseph Jr. had lured her into their family basement saying that he needed help carrying a door. When they got the door secure within its frame, Joseph Jr. held an ether-soaked towel over her face, knocking her unconscious. He then threw her into the prison and locked all the doors behind her. So right after she disappeared, Rosemary went and filed a police report. However, about a month later, Joseph Jr. handed a letter to the police. The letter was written by Elizabeth and Elizabeth had said that she got cold. She said in the letter not to come look for her because she would leave the country if they did. The letter that Elizabeth wrote to her parents telling them that she had ran away and gone to a different part of Austria was postmarked with that part that she had said that she was in this was because joseph jr had actually driven all the way out to the other area and mailed it back to his home address to prove to the police and his wife that she did in fact run away so it's a little crazy to think that as his wife she didn't realize that my husband's gone for many hours when he shouldn't be because we're looking for our daughter but he was able to get away with it she honestly probably is in such a dissociative state. I would have to be, but like if she's suffering abuse and she sees him abusing their children together, she's probably in such like a dissociated state where she's probably not even trying to keep tabs on him because it just will hurt her even more. Even before Joseph Jr. knew he had gotten away with kidnapping, he had decided to act on his fantasies and desires 
he would go down and visit his daughter Elizabeth multiple times a week, sometimes even spending the night there. And if she tried screaming or fighting back against him, he would punish her by not giving her food for days on end. For the first couple weeks of Elizabeth's new life in the basement, she was kept in complete darkness except when he was exalting her. He even kept her tied to the wall in handcuffs through chains so that she would never try to escape. Elizabeth stayed chained up for seven months after her capture because Joseph wanted her to know the extent of what he was going to do to her and the gruesome plans that he had for her life. Like, that's your dad. That is just so insane to me. Like, this isn't just someone random. Like, that's somebody who's supposed to be your protector. And the assault throughout her life is bad enough. But to now, to be in this state where he has completely taken any freedom away from you is so disgusting. I feel so sick to my stomach right now, even thinking about it. I think that was the whole point behind Joseph's motive was the fear of losing her and not having that complete control over her. Keeping someone chained up for seven months in a prison that has eight doors that are double reinforced, he knows that she's not going to escape and he knows that no one's going to hear her. He has soundproofed the place. So to keep her chained up in a complete darkness for seven months is just frankly completely unnecessary and outrageous. Even when Joseph knew that he had complete control over Elizabeth and that he knew that he had gotten away with kidnapping her, his desire to have more and more control over her only intensified and for her to be more dependent on him promised her that he was going to force her to have children with him. In 1986, Joseph did get Elizabeth pregnant for the first time. Even though she was just a child herself, she was only 20 at the time. She was held captive for just a little over two years at this point, but sadly, in November, Elizabeth experienced a miscarriage. She was 10 weeks pregnant, and her dad was furious at her. He was so furious that he left her alone in complete darkness as punishment for 10 days after she miscarried. Not Elizabeth's fault, but I do think that he had a role in factors that could affect her health. Um, if you're not feeding her regularly, she's in a stressful environment. You're literally traumatizing her. It's going to be very hard to bake a human in your body. The situation was incredibly stressful. And the fact that he didn't even console her through this miscarriage is so sad and so evil. And he decided that instead of just letting her grieve, he was going to keep trying to have a baby with her. And the next time that she got pregnant, they sadly were successful in having a child. On August 30th, 1988, Elizabeth had her first child named Kristen. Kristen and Elizabeth were left alone in the prison for 10 days after she gave birth. Joseph didn't care. He didn't want children, really. He just wanted another reason to control her. And this shows in the fact that he didn't help her through her pregnancy or the birth of it. Most definitely didn't take her to a hospital for her to be monitored as she was giving birth at just 22. If you're so adamant of having this, like, traumatizing, gross disgusting family with your daughter who you have kidnapped in your basement and your wife thinks that she's just run off to join a cult and has abandoned the family you're so adamant to have a family with her but you're not going to be there for her you're gonna leave her for 10 days after she gives birth like did he provide any sort of like medical like medical care for her at all elizabeth never received any medical attention and luckily she was as healthy as she could be and she wasn't harmed herself when having a kid 
but I don't think it really would have mattered even if she was unhealthy at the time of having a kid because that didn't stop him from trying to get her pregnant again. Again, just two years later, on February 1st, 1999, Elizabeth was forced to have her second child. His name was Stefan. And then just two years after that, Elizabeth gave birth to her third child on August 29th, 1992. Her name was Liza. When Liza was nine months old, Joseph Jr. had brought Liza up from the prison, stuck her in a cardboard box, and left her on the front porch of him and Rosemary's home. So just upstairs from where Elizabeth was being held captive, Joseph said that Elizabeth had left the child there, forced Elizabeth to write a note, and on the note it said she could not physically look after the child, so she was asking her parents to do so. So Rosemary graciously brought the child in because it was her granddaughter, but Joseph wasn't doing this to be nice in any way. He wanted Rosemary off his back and to give her something to do, and also the space in the basement was running low. So even though Liza was upstairs, and one reason that she was now upstairs was because, again, there wasn't enough space in the basement, Elizabeth was able to plea enough to make the basement bigger. And in 1993, Joseph Jr. allowed that to happen. Elizabeth, being locked in this prison now for almost 10 years, knew that the rape and the children weren't going to end because she had no control over what was happening to her. So it was very obvious that she was probably going to have another child, and she didn't know if this child was going to be upstairs or not. Those are now two innocent lives that are downstairs with her, that she's still their mom, and she's probably didn't, she probably, you know, wanted there to be more space for them as well, because she's probably thinking in her head, like, are they going to have their childhood down here? Are they going to need somewhere to run around and play and all of those things. So that's probably like on the more innocent side of things of what was happening in her head as well, if I could imagine. When Joseph Jr. allowed her and the kids to expand the basement, he didn't allow them to use any excavation tools, any shovels, any supplies, except for their own bare hands. So for months and months, they dug in thick, hard soil expanding the prison from 380 feet to 590 square feet. This is a significant expansion, especially one done with your own bare hands. It shows the determination that Elizabeth had to provide a better life for herself and her kids. I mean, it might not seem a lot in numbers wise, but that's a lot to dig with your own hands. And this isn't like soil that's like in your house plants. They're in the basement. So I'm assuming that it's probably cold and very hard dirt. So yes, the subsoil in Austria is going to be a colder, more thick, harder to dig through soil than you're just planting in a little garden in topsoil. So just a year after Elizabeth and her children began expanding the basement, she gave birth to her fourth child with Joseph Jr. on February 26, 1994. And Joseph Jr. did the same thing that he did with Liza by bringing her upstairs to live with him and Rosemary. So whenever Monica was 10 months old, she was found at the front porch of their house in a pushchair. How, I mean, how many children is he thinking that he can push on Rosemary, who now has had six, she's had seven of your kids. Six of them are either still in the house or are still around, you know? I honestly think that he was going to give Rosemary as many children as he thought that she could handle. Because most of most of his actual children, like Elizabeth's siblings at this time, weren't getting older and moving out of the house. So to keep Rosemary off his back, he was going to give her as many children as he thought would create that environment that he wanted. What is surprising, though, is that 
when Rosemary was given Monica, she was actually kind of confused about the legitimacy behind Monica just showing up at their door because Rosemary received a call from what sounded like to be Elizabeth saying everything that essentially the note for Liza said. This phone call was created by Joseph Jr. He had recorded Elizabeth's voice saying everything that was in the phone call. He then called Rosemary on a burner and played the audio clip for her. So the reason why Rosemary was confused about Elizabeth calling her though was because the number that Elizabeth called for Rosemary was a brand new number. She had just received it and it wasn't listed yet. So it wasn't in the phone book. So Rosemary was really confused on how Elizabeth got this number and was able to contact her. She actually went to the police about it and expressed her concern and astonishment, but the police didn't do anything about it. There was legitimacy within the note and she listened to her own daughter's voice. So they're like, yeah, maybe she's like keeping tabs on you that you just don't know about. And that's how she got your number. Yeah. It doesn't sound like something that the police would really be concerned about, especially given that it's report like they reported she was in a cult, you know, they're not going to really care about what she's doing or what's going on or how she has this new number. It's not probably something that was on their top priority list. So I'm not surprised they dismissed her. Rosemary's confusion of legitimacy behind Monica's appearance did not stop Joseph from forcing Elizabeth to have another child. On April 28th, 1996, Elizabeth gave birth to two twin boys. However, one does die three days later and Joseph cremates the body by throwing the little boy into their like wood stove. The surviving twin name is Alexander and he was taken upstairs for Rosemary to watch when he was 15 months old. And he was discovered just like his other two sisters. So with now three kids under Rosemary and Joseph Jr.'s care, they filed and received approval from their local social services. The officers that met with them weren't not suspicious of how the three children got there. They said it sounded legitimate. The social workers would even visit the home regularly, but saw nothing that ever made them suspicious. Not the fact that he was charged with rape before. That didn't ring any bells with him. So his past criminal history sadly did not ring any bells with the social workers because in Austria, like 15 years after the crime has happened, that record is expunged. So whenever they did background checks on both Joseph and Rosemary, nothing came up. Joseph obviously knew of this law because after he got out of jail, he was just more secretive in the crimes that he was committing to benefit him later down the road. Ugh, I just feel like sex crimes like should just stay on forever because <laughs> that has a that has a serious like sex crimes are. I view sex crimes differently than I would view, you know, possession of marijuana, for example, in today's world, right? So, or petty theft. You know, if he was just stealing some candy from the local store. I definitely agree. Sometimes there is a reason for stealing. Possibly you are without food and you need to provide for yourself or yourself and your family. However, there's never a reason to rape someone. The kids not being in the custody of Joseph and Rosemary, they would have had a completely different life and not be subject to the traumas that they are currently facing today. Another proof that he didn't care about his children while he was now taking care of Alexander, the surviving twin upstairs, Elizabeth was grieving the loss of her child downstairs. And Joseph even says that he knew that his daughter didn't really have a will to live at this point. So a way to like show her that in some capacity, 
everything was going to be all right. He bought the children that were down there in an aquarium and he bought Elizabeth a TV so she could like get over the death of her child. Like that would fix everything. And she could go back to like cooking, cleaning and taking care of her children. But I think what would have helped the most is if she was free. But or he stopped abusing her. But Joseph did not stop abusing her. And on December 16th, 2002, their fifth child was born. The child's name was Felix and Felix did not go upstairs to live with Joseph and Rosemary. He did stay down in the basement. Joseph said that any more children would just be too much for Rosemary to take care of. The two-year cycle of Elizabeth birthing Joseph Jr.'s children has come to an end after the 2002. They had their fifth child that was alive and they lost two in the process. Joseph was getting a lot older. He was 67 whenever Felix was born and Elizabeth was 35. Luckily, what was decreasing was also the time that Elizabeth and her children would spend in this prison. So come April 19, 2008, the oldest Kristen was incredibly ill. She had passed out and the prison was not waking back up. And due to how ill she was, Elizabeth was able to convince Joseph to take her to the hospital. Joseph agreed because he said he knew that he couldn't cremate Kristen like he did with Alexander's twin brother because Kristen was too big to fit into their wood fireplace. So the, you want to take your daughter to the hospital, not because she's sick and needs help, but because you wouldn't ever be able to get rid of the body. That's so sick. So to get Kristen into the car for Joseph Jr. to take her to the hospital, Elizabeth had to help him. And this was the first time Elizabeth has been outside of the prison in 24 years. 24 years. The first time she has smelled fresh air in 24 years. The first time she has seen wildlife in 24 years. The first time that she's seen the moon in 24 years. The first time that she's potentially seen other people in 24 years. So to imagine the shock that you feel within your body after being locked in a prison for that amount of time. Sadly, she did not try to run, but also at the same time, she wasn't very healthy. I don't think she really had much strength within her other than the strength that a mother gets in times of need for their own child to take Kristen into the car for her to go to the hospital. Right after Elizabeth helped Joseph put her, put Kristen in the car, Joseph put her back into the cellar and locked all doors behind her. So she had probably less than 15 minutes of the outside world in 24 years. She's now 42 at this point, keep in mind. And she went to the prison when she was 18. So just imagine how sick Elizabeth was that she couldn't even fight Joseph to prevent her from going back in the cellar. Kristen was incredibly more sick. She actually was suffering from kidney failure. Prevented the doctors from believing what Joseph Jr. was saying about her. He said that Elizabeth had left Kristen in this state on his front porch for him to take her to the hospital. The front porch excuse is literally his way of trying to get out of everything. So even though the doctors weren't believing him, he thought that he still had a chance to convince him just like he convinced the police and his wife years prior. He made Elizabeth draft another letter saying... I did, in fact, drop Kristen off on the front porch. Um, I'm unable to care for her. Can you please take her to the hospital? And the police officers bought it once again. But the doctors, like, still weren't buying 
this. They wanted to see Elizabeth and talk to her and figure out how Kristen was in such a bad state. Kristen's health deteriorated so bad that she had to be put into a medically induced coma and they kept on asking Joseph Jr. to provide contact information with Elizabeth, like call her or something, bring her in. We need to speak to her. Your child is incredibly ill. But since Joseph was unable to bring Elizabeth in, the doctors actually went on TV, like speaking to the press, trying to get Elizabeth's attention, begging her to come in. And keep in mind, Elizabeth does have a TV at this point. She was provided TV by Joseph after she lost Alexander's twin brother. So she was able to see the doctors pleading for her to come in. And she knew that her daughter was incredibly ill. It is amazing the fact that the doctors kept pressing Joseph and the public to provide Elizabeth because they knew something was wrong. So from the doctor's press conference, that drew the attention of more press. And people started showing up at Joseph and Rosemary's store. And of course, it's not good for Joseph because he has his daughter locked away in the basement with two children. So he doesn't want people kind of being nosy and looking around. And with that press came police officers. And they wanted to take swabs of all the kids' mouths and his mouth and his wife's mouth to fully understand what was going on with Kristen and to see if it provided any evidence or anything that they could, like, use for her health. So, obviously, Joseph cannot do this mouth swab because with it would come everyone knowing that he was Kristen's father and grandfather. So, he thought that the best way to get the police off his back was to force Elizabeth Stefan and Felix to come into the hospital and give a testimony saying that as Elizabeth, she did in fact drop Kristen off at her parents' door for them to take care of as well as her other children and that everyone was completely fine. They just needed to focus on Kristen. As soon as Elizabeth and her children walked into the hospital, doctors immediately took notice on their conditions and knew that the story that she was providing probably wasn't the truth. Elizabeth looked like she was 70. At the time, she was 40. Her condition was that bad that she was hunched over from being in such small quarters and with a low roof. She didn't have any teeth anymore. She was completely malnourished. So doctors, like, went to go examine her. And when they did, they pulled her away from Joseph, Stefan, and Felix. And they kept asking her, hey, what's going on here? Like, you're in really, like, bad condition. And she kept stayed to the script until police promised her the safety of her children and herself and told her that she would never have to see her father again. And that's when she came clean. Even the children were in very similar conditions and also had to receive medical treatment. Stefan's second oldest was a teenager at the time, and he was 5'9", but he had such a severely curved spine that he wasn't actually 5'9 whenever he was walking to the hospital, stand up straight, due to how low the ceilings were within their prison. And then all three children had rotting teeth like Elizabeth, had papers like skin, were so malnourished and anemic and had the weakest immune system. Joseph Jr., during his arrest, was saying that they had no business arresting him, that he was completely innocent, that Elizabeth was, in fact, a cult, that, yeah, they've had relationships, but everything they've had is consensual. In March 2009, after four days of trial, he pleaded guilty to all four counts, sentenced to life. So Joseph Jr. is still in prison. However, he did change his last name after a couple years because he was worried about his safety. He was getting assaulted due to his past crimes. People were able to look it up. So he went ahead and changed his name 
but his safety was the only one that he has ever cared about, clearly. Not Elizabeth's, not his children, or his grandchildren, or his wife, or his mom. Just him. So after the trial took place and Joseph Jr. was sentenced, Rosemary and Elizabeth and the children lived together actually for a short amount of time. But Elizabeth had a hard time trusting her mom because her mom's taken Joseph back after he's been in prison for assaulting women before. And she didn't really understand how she never knew, rightfully so. So three years after Joseph was found guilty of torturing his family, Joseph divorced Rosemary. You would think that Rosemary would divorce Joseph come 2009 whenever he was arrested. But she would still visit him even after living with Elizabeth and seeing the trauma that her own daughter had endured from him for years. Joseph divorced her because she wasn't visiting him enough. You know what, Joseph? Do your thing. Honestly, that's him divorcing Rosemary is the best thing he's done throughout this entire story because she's finally free. You know, if she didn't, if or whatever, we I don't know if we'll ever truly know why she wasn't able to leave the relationship, but that's the best thing he did during this entire story. So you go, Joseph, for divorcing Rosemary. So skipping forward to the future, Elizabeth has received the care that her and her children need. They are in a secure location that it's undisclosed. There's no pictures of Elizabeth. There's no pictures of her kids that can be found online. And they are constantly monitored by security guards and CCT cameras. They're receiving therapy. And there's even statements saying that Elizabeth has found true love. As for Joseph, he is currently serving life in prison. He's still alive. He's in his 80s now. And Rosemary has moved to another town in Austria. As a father, Joseph Jr. Fritzl was supposed to protect his children from all evil. However, he was the evil they needed protecting from. For 24 years, Elizabeth was locked in the basement of her family home, where her siblings and her mother mourned for her upstairs. Elizabeth was stripped of her childhood and early adulthood, forced into pregnancy seven times by her own father. At the age of 40, Elizabeth saw the outside world for the first time since she was 18, 24 years ago. From the determination of the doctors caring for her daughter, she was finally able to be free in 2008. Thank you.